Hey, what's going on, grappling fans? Welcome back to another episode of Who's Number One, episode 90. Man, we're churning through these things, uh, keeping busy. Lots of events on the horizon. Lots of events just went down. But obviously, things are a bit different today. No one's calling in. We got an in-studio <laughs> yeah. guest, fresh off a big win at Fight to Win 147, Rafael Lovato Jr. How's it going, man? How are you enjoying your stay in Austin so far? Uh, I'm feeling pretty fat today. It's been a, <laughs> um, a big weekend of eating after a great um, Friday night at the event. Uh, the food down here is so good. Um, I always love my time in Austin. And lately, before this trip, most of the time I'm here, I'm in a fight camp, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other times I was on the show, I'm getting ready to, to fight, and so I'm, I'm eating very well, but I'm, I'm uh, taking full advantage these last couple of days. And Coming off a win. Yes. Finally, you can relax yes. now. Yeah, yes. this is our yeah. first in-studio guest since before Corona. Kyle Terry and, and Mikey were here uh, when we had a full off- office in the beginning of February. It does that, feel that was the last time we had somebody uh, at this point. <laughs> had like 70 call-ins since then. Um, Raphael, I wanted to ask you, um, one of my favorite moments, it was a small moment in the interview you gave in the, in the, the weigh-ins last week was, you're supposed to be on vacation right now, but you yeah. postponed that. <laughs> and I, I, that's when I knew things were serious. I'm like, hell, I better be prepared, <laughs> man. Raphael put off vacation for this. Where was the vacation going to be to? Uh, well, we had a couple things um, that were possibilities, and, and then like, we were going to do a road trip and uh, go through like... New Mexico, Arizona, and stop at some really beautiful like nature parks and stuff like that. Um, but they were all closed, and so then we were looking to go to Tulum, Mexico, mm. um, and just get some beach. You know, my my girl, she's from Miami, and she really misses the beach. And um, you know, it's always a good time down there and have a nice little connection. Um, but um, yeah, after I lost, I was like, "Hey, baby, we we can't go on vacation. There's there's nothing to celebrate. I'm gonna be miserable. Don't make yeah. me do it." <laughs> exactly. And uh, so then I I you know got in touch with Seth and said, "Hey, man, I need to get right back on something soon." And uh, we made this happen. And and now I'm gonna go to vac- on vacation at the end of the month. Um, and just take a minute. You know, it was my birthday recently. Uh, normally I try to get away on my birthday and just reflect. You know, and and. Uh, kind of re- re-energize um but uh yeah had, i had to push that off so uh we're gonna get a few days at the end of the month very cool obviously uh last weekend went great for you we can jump into that match a little bit more in a minute i think but just how important was it to come up with the win i mean i, I feel like um it's fair to say that the the hulk loss was kind of devastating for you it seemed very it was the first time I think ever as a black belt, you've been submitted. In, no, no, not ever, but in a very long time. I mean, since yeah, yeah. like yeah, like ten years. <laughs> so yeah, very very long time. What, what what was that process like? Kind of going through that, and you know, looking back at your game, and and you know, just mm-hmm. walk me through it. It seemed like a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I put way too much pressure on myself. I forgot to have fun. I didn't smile one one time that whole day. Um, on into the into the event the night of I was just I was a little heavy weighted down felt felt the pressure um, you know I, I kind of threw one too many things on top of of that victory like like I have to win because of this and this and this you know it was Father's Day weekend my dad was there I wanted to dedicate it to him and it was uh, Cavernoma Awareness Month you know it's something I was uh, trying to be a voice of all of June and I wanted to you know do a dedication for that and we had this like uh whole mission between myself shanji and victor all you know competing every week 
and uh, of course the goal was for all of us to win and I don't want to be the one guy to lose and blah 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 and I just started doing all that mind game stuff and and uh, you know everything up until the event um, was great my training was great I think I, I overtrained a little bit and that affected um, how easily it was for me to feel a little weighted down and kind of like tired on the day of but um, you know I mean uh, it is what it is I made plenty of technical mistakes while I was out there the whole you know he was uh, just excellent performance great execution and uh, you know he set me up well got me frustrated made me turn I exposed my arm I, I, I did a lot of things wrong hmm. um, but uh, but you know now that's that's past like of course, I did take it hard um, the first couple of days that weekend, um, but uh, you know by Monday I was like, "All right, uh, it's time to get back to work." And and what example can I set by this? You know, let me be honest with the mistakes that I made. Um, try to help my students and everyone else that follows me like learn from the things I did wrong. Um, I put up some videos right away of me working like my my side control escape because the whole holds it in a different way. Hmm. Most people have one arm around your body you know um, either the like if I'm on side control here maybe my right arms around your body like with sure, the underhook sure. right yeah. or the way I like to hold a lot I put my Over left arm top. around so yeah. I can look for the Kimura right he puts both arms on the same side mm -hmm. to, to really block yep. that escape and set you up for his north-south choke and and possibly to have you turn and maybe expose your arm or a back take you know um, and not only does is that style like probably the most unique out of out of those three variations most people probably hold it the other way one of the other ways um, but he also passes to the weak side and so you throw in that weird element of how he holds on into the fact that it was on my weak side and I realized I had a hole in my game you know that was something that I was not used to and um, you know if he did it over here I think my escape would have, would have been a little better I'm a little more used to keeping this this arm in tight when I turn away but that's because most people pass this direction, you know. But he was on that side, and the clock was was ticking. I knew I was losing, and I had to expose myself. And I turned, but I left that up. Mm. And uh, you know, so I learned a lot. And like I said, I just how can I be an example to my students? They saw me right back to work. I did uh, for for the next two weeks. Every time um, we did situational sparring, everyone started inside control on me on that side that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and right away that Monday night, I, I was right back in for an hour straight of doing it um, and, and, and going over my technical mistakes with Shanji. So, you know, like I said, it was just about how to be an example. Um, I really tried to kind of embody this inspirational influencer role um, during quarantine, like online, social media stuff. And, and I was just like, all right, let me, let me show everyone me getting right back to work. Um, staying positive and getting right back to action as well. Man, I'm sure your students and, and training partners are relieved you got the win yeah. because they one of the, one, one <laughs> come of the after him yeah. again. One of the benefits of owning a school, right? You have something you need to work on, you can just make everybody mm -hmm. start in that position. Exactly. So, so you said that uh, you felt overtrained going into there. Uh, something I always remembered was uh, if you've ever seen the flow wrestling film Terry, it's about Terry Brands, who's like, he talks about when he made his run back to, for the Olympics in his 30s. He went to retired, came back. And those guys are, like, notorious. They're Iowa guys, Gable guys, notorious for su being super hard workers. And he, he talks about the turning point, realizing, like, hey, i got to adjust my training because mm -hmm. my body can't take it like that anymore. i got to know when I can take a day off. Is that something that you changed a little bit so that you'd come in fresh for this one? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I felt like in MMA, I really 
I really put everything together perfectly as far as my routine, my schedule, um, you know, my, my mindset, everything like uh, all of my journey of, of jujitsu um, and, and competition, gi no gi, uh, taking those lessons and then applying them into MMA. I really feel, feel like I put it like I, I applied it best for MMA and uh, and definitely like I would never train hard the week of an MMA fight but you know sometimes you're like ah it's just jujitsu it's just jujitsu and and you know Shanji and Victor were in my house and I'm like excited to train you know all the times great training um, and so I mean I was going hard rounds back to back with those guys on Tuesday yeah and the and the competition's Friday I would never do that in MMA you know never <laughs> yeah, never yeah. spar the week of a fight but I kind of just was oh it's just jujitsu and I'm I'm pumped I just want to train I want to do a little more I want to do a little more I want to do a little more and I should have pulled the plug way sooner and then the next day Wednesday I'm like I'm still teaching classes and I have to wake up early Thursday grab all my stuff hit the road mm-hmm. weigh in I really didn't have a minute to like be calm until the day of the event when I slept in and I woke up and I was like man I'm tired I was like well of course I just I've been nonstop and I was there the week before with Victor yeah you know. And uh, it was just a lot. Um, and so, yeah, coming back, I was like, all right. You know, in May, it was a little easier. My school wasn't open yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then in June, we opened. And so then I also had this, like, business stress going on at the same time of reopening and kind of navigating through everything and, you know, all that. Um, but, yeah, this time around, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a little more of the MMA vibe. Uh, the same thing I used to do. I would travel you know, early in the week, mm-hmm. um, get there as early as I could to, to adjust at least by Tuesday. Um, so this time I drove down on Monday, I got here Monday night and, uh, and I really didn't train train with Shanji. Like I, I kept moving every day. Um, but it wasn't jujitsu. Like I was, we went for a walk. Um, I did some mobility, uh, you know, got together with some of the instructors that work out of on it, Francesca, Leo, shout out to them. Uh, and just had fun and kept it real light and chill. Um, and the only couple times I put the gear on with Shanji was literally just to go over some strategy. And we weren't like sparring hard or anything like that. And this time, this time around, I was way more rested and, and happy. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, okay, now it's time to do this. You know <laughs> what I mean? It wasn't like that. Something that really interests me, I think uh, being in the right mental state makes a huge difference when you see these top competitors and everything. I think some people are just on that level mentally. And you you sounded like you were sort of weighed down by a lot going in your head for the uh, Hulk fight. Mm-hmm. How did you feel mentally going into the Helton fight? How was it different? Man, like I said, the, for for Hulk, I forgot to have fun. So the biggest thing for me was just to remember to smile. Yeah. You know? I, I'm always inspired, um, you know, but sometimes I can get too... Uh, like uh, aggressive or, or whatever I, I just wanted to like um, I- enjoy the moment a little mm-hmm. more like I, there was one moment um, you know when we were backstage and it was starting to come up to, to to my match where I just I just stopped and I just I just had to smile at Chanji you know what I mean I just had to take a minute and soak it up like you know every day is a gift every time you suit up is a gift um you know, and you can't take it for granted. You can't get too stuck in, I have to, or, you know, um, I must, or what if, and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, I'm here right now, you know, um, let me enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know. And and, um, and my, my, my students, I had four guys um, 
on the card, three of which are from Oklahoma City. Um, they're my, you know, everyday students. And then the other one um, is from my affiliate in Dallas. But um, the three from my Oklahoma City Academy all won. Yeah. And, and two of them had subs. Um, they did really, really good. And the one from Dallas, Vinny Signs, he lost a really close decision. I didn't think was, you know, you never know. But uh, <clears throat> uh, I thought he pushed push the action more than the other guy but you know everyone was having a great night and so I was constantly smiling and hugging and, and, mm. and like saying, oh man I'm proud of you great work and and I just kind of kept that going and okay now I'm, it's my term hug Shanji smile like that's my brother you know we got almost 20 years of this together you know and um, just making sure to, to have fun yeah you know that, that's the most important thing one thing I want to ask you, I, I feel like there's a, a balance out there that's different for all athletes, but between being relaxed and sharp and mm-hmm. how you get yourself in that state, people have a lot of different routines, but where do you like to be? Do you like to be mentally very focused and a little bit intense and sharp, or are you trying to be as loose and calm and relaxed mm-hmm. as possible? Does that make sense at all? Am I on, yeah. I'm on the mark no, there? No, no, for sure, for sure. Um, the old me is is pretty intense. Um, you know, I really like kind of slap myself in the face kind of guy, um, you know, really want to bring aggression and just, you know, for me, I, I'm old school, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm really there to dominate. It's a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to dominate and I don't want to win by points. I don't want to like, I'm there to show everything that I have. And, um, and so, yeah, I get pretty fired up. Um, now when I made my transition into MMA, I learned more on how to let go of that emotion because you can't fight with emotion in MMA. You know, you can't for everything, you know, you're going to get tired. Um, It's, it's too much, you know, it's, it's already super aggressive. You don't need to add to that. And so, um, you know, for my MMA fights, I actually found a very, very strong sense of peace Mm. and calm calmness leading up to it because it's like, you know, uh, there's nothing to overthink. You know, they're gonna they're gonna lock the doors, and it's you're just you're gonna react. You're gonna do or die. Um, so I just need to trust. You know, and there's nothing to build up. In fact, um, the music that I would listen to pre MMA fight is very like it's just in- instrumentals. Mm. You know, more calming but still motivating. You know, but there's no words. There's no like a, like aggression or violence in- inside of it. Um, for jujitsu, I'm much more like okay, hip hop, like you know, and and I, now I'm learning a little more like, um, you know, of course my inspiration is completely different now. You know, a few like just last year, right? All the other events I was doing in between MMA fights, MMA was my focus, and so even if I was there for a grappling match, I was there to grapple to make myself better for MMA, mm-hmm. to keep myself sharp for MMA. The main thing that I wanted was to win that belt, you know. That was my number one goal. And so I've had to kind of reformat, and I'm coming back for a, with a whole new purpose, you know. Um, I don't have that big mission anymore. And um, and so now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm figuring it out. Like, like for the Hulk match, I was more like that. And like I said, I didn't smile and have fun. And then I had to remember, okay, like, let me bring in more of the pages out of my MMA vibe into this. And... Uh, and find more of that calm, that peace, and just enjoy it. Like, I don't have anything to prove anymore, you know, anything like that. It's just, I'm here to keep getting better, keep learning. And, of course, I still feel like I have some good 
some good moments ahead of me, and uh, I just want to enjoy the challenge. So um, now I'm um, I'm kind of tweaking it, but uh, but I think I think calm is better. Hmm. Um, but you have to be inspired. You can't be so calm and you're like, oh, what am I here to win for? Right. You know, what, what am I fighting for? Half asleep. Yeah, you got to You got to be inspired. Know what it is. You know what's your why? What's your purpose? Um, but uh, but no, I'm not like yeah. You're not like artificially making things more right. intense. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Slapping yourself. Yeah. Uh, something that, I mean, obviously a lot different in MMA is you spend the entire night, every time you compete, you spend the entire night coaching beforehand, which is something, uh, as a school owner, you don't have the luxury to be like Edwin Najmi and just show up five minutes before you compete when everybody's <laughs> looking for you. What's that experience like for you coaching the, the three, four hours before you're going to compete the entire time, basically? Help people get ready. Because that can wear you out, too. That's... It can, it can. Um, you know, the the night that I fought Hulk, um, I had I had several guys on that card too, and I missed the first couple. Like I didn't want to go there quite that early, and so I missed the first couple, and and I felt like I, I I kind of was a little bit rushed, and so this time around I was, you know, and plus it was super nice, the Fairmont. Yeah. It's all in one. It's a good spot. It's, it's, uh, it's all in one building, yeah. you know. So I had a room upstairs. Just take an elevator down to the fight. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. I had a room upstairs, so I didn't even bring my my bag down um, until after two of, two of my guys had already went. Mm. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna cruise down, check it out, kind of get in the vibe. Of course, coach them, um, but then I could just go right back upstairs, and then I got my bag and went down, and you know, started getting ready and all that. But um, you know, I, like. I, I'm I'm gonna be distracted no matter what. Like if I wasn't there, I'm still gonna be watching on my phone or texting or or whatever. Like trying to get updates on how they do. And you know, um, I, I'm invested. So um, you know, this time I was like, man, I I, I want to spend that extra time there just to kind of get a little more in the in the vibe in the zone. You know, and it, and I started thinking like, well. And MMA, they require you to get there several hours before, mm-hmm. you know, and you spend a first good little bit just chilling. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll do like a two-hour stretch, wow. you know what I mean? Like, and and once again, I thought about that after the Hulk match. Is like, ah, oh, that was, I think that was an error, you know. I should have been there the whole time and, uh, and give myself more time to just get in the vibe. And, uh, you know, it's not like... It's not like coaching at an IBJJF event where you're literally yelling over, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all these people, 10 matches going on at the same time. and Running you're, you're from fight, one match to the other. Yeah, and you're fighting through all these people. So it's coaching, but it's not that difficult. It's not that hard. And, and I like the extra time to just, you know, feel it. Should we uh, jump in and look at this match real quick? What do you guys think? Yeah, let's pull it up. So this is you versus Helton. Yeah, I told you guys, <laughs> don't, don't start it in the beginning. Yeah, we got it at three minutes here. It was a super, super slow. He started off with a foot in my lapel, yeah, and then he turned it into to squid. I'd already, I've already broken his lapel grip that was around my leg. Yeah. Um, but then he let go of my lapel to just holding both hands on my pants. Um, and then he did a good little leg pummel. Because I, I, I had the better angle over there, but then once he got my right knee... Um, kind of out of the way uh we ended up on this side and honestly i was like i was good for with him to come on top i, I needed to move yeah and i knew that if right I went, to close guard that's nice if i went back to his guard you know he might tie you up again tie, tie me up again 
Um, so then my idea was to make sure to turn my sweep right into something. Um, well, first I was going to try close guard because there's still there's a couple minutes, so I wanted to see what I felt. But he was just, you know, head in the chest like he wasn't going to move. Nothing was going to happen here. So um, I try looking to see if I can feed the grip. Can't reach. Head down. Blah 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 blah. So. I, I know the time's running out, so I just go hand in the collar, and I look to open up the guard. Yeah, it's going to be really frustrating <laughs> in a sub-only format. Not, like yeah. A... yeah, I was already very frustrated by this point, of course. It had already been um, six minutes of of nothing. But you sort of know the, the riddle now. Okay, it's going to be really strong base, not a lot of movement. What are, you, what are your options mentally? What are you going through? Well, I definitely want to open up and try to attack submissions first from my guard. Um, and if I sweep, to, to try to pass right away before he can tie me up. So I open up, and he's already looking for my foot and ducking his head out of the gi twice. I mean, just over and over. I was trying to pull him into something, and then I just go right to the pass. Um, you weren't I, playing around that time. No, Passed I was immediately. Yeah, immediately <laughs> kind of going like, you know, knee in the belly, cross choke, immediately spin around, got behind, and just throw the hooks in and go. Beauty is now, I mean, it's taken a long time to get here, but you've pretty much secured the win. In any case, does it make you relax a little bit? Do you feel? No, no. <laughs> I, was, I was upset. I really wanted the submission. Like, So I'm, I'm trying to – I know arm is always going to be a better choice because the, getting the lapel grips can take too long. For the choke, so uh, first I kind of see if I could trap his arm and create like a reverse triangle, but then I just went over the head and went to the arm bar and immediately started working on his grip real hard. 22 seconds left, it looks like, yeah. down yeah. to the wire. Yeah, that was interesting. It was like uh, you could see he was thinking IBJJF, like, all right, I swept him. I just got to not, I just got to bury my head and not get swept <laughs> for the rest of the match. But it's like, yeah, fight to win. You're going to get punished for that. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I want to, you know. Of course, I want. I always want a submission, but then I also I want to make it exciting, you know, especially for a show like this. Yeah, you know? professional jiu-jitsu. And, and yeah. there was there was actual spectators there, yeah. and uh, you know, I I feel that that um, uh, you know, like what's the word I'm looking for? Not pressure, but you know, I feel obliged, obliged, yeah, yeah. yeah, obliged to you know, let let's let's go, let's make a show. People are watching, you know, um, let's. Let's battle. Let's exchange. Sure, you know, sure. I, I, I'm a big believer in in, in an open game. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that's part of what what this is all about. Timeless jujitsu. Um, you know, everything has to have a direction. Uh, and for me, the only direction is to, is to go forward. You know, there's moments where you need to neutralize, but then you set up your attacks. I mean, we're looking for checkmate. You know, um, and I think nowadays a lot of times, especially. You know, like what you were talking about, um, people playing more IBJJF style, you know, which I don't want to say it's... It's, it's different. It, it's a different it's rule just, set. It doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, yeah. And th there are people that, that compete in IBJJF that don't they don't do that at all. So yeah. I don't want to put it like that's everybody. Yeah, like Mar Marigali is like some, every match is yeah. mission only for that guy. But there's a lot of games or techniques, positions that um, that they, they that there's no exchange. There's no flow. It's just to lock and close the game, mm. not keep it open, you know? And so there is no clear progression for either person. And so many times, 
you know, someone gets a sweep, but they're right up in, in a position where they can get swept back or, you know, they're still tangled in some shape or form. And, uh, and it, it's no clear progression, mm. you know, and, and I just try to stay away from those positions. You know, like I, I either want to get really beaten <laughs> or, or I want to beat like, the person, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if I get really beaten like what happened with me and Hulk, then I get to leave with data. All right, now I found a hole, you know what I mean? In these entanglement matches where literally guys are just holding on and nothing's happening, you know, someone's going to lose, right? And and walking off the mat, you know, with a loss and being like, ah, like nothing even happened. Like, I don't know what to work on after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know where to put my focus. It's like, that's, that's the worst. You mm-hmm. know, I think both people owe it to each other, right? To... to help make each other better, sure. you know? And that's only going to happen if we really go for it, if we open up our games. It's a great point. A lot of people say they compete to learn, but then you see these very micro games being played, and it's like, what are you guys, what are you guys learning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing happened yeah. <laughs> it's a for good, 10 minutes. Great point about sort of like the obligation, too. I guess there's less of an obligation if it's a tournament where you paid your own way, you're not getting paid to be there. It's like, all right, I'm just going to do what i got to do to get to the win. But, yeah, if Seth, Seth's got people there paying tickets to come watch exciting yeah. stuff, you gotta mm-hmm. you got to bring it a little yeah. bit, right? I, I think... You know, I, I love Seth's events, and I'm so so thankful um, for everything he does, you know, and the opportunity that he gives us, um, you know. But I, I think maybe a, a couple little tweaks here and there. I think the referees could be be more anti-stall. Like, like the referee saw him, you know, anytime someone has two hands in your lapel with the foot in there, like, okay – 10, 20 seconds, yeah. let's see where you're going to take it. You, you can't know? really sweep are, you like that. Are you like going to elevate, yeah. try to get under? Yeah. Where are you going? But if you're just just holding, then boom, like you got to move. Fault. Yeah. You know? Pride, like, ye- yellow, card. Pride yellow card. Dock yellow to pay card. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yellow card. For real. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> um, Isn't that what know, they did in private? The yellow moving. card it was like 10% of your pay when they pulled it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hicks and Gracie did that at the Buddha Challenge as well. And it was very similar in the sense that there were three on the outside. And, and one in the middle. Now Seth has the one in the middle yeah. also make a decision. In the Budo Challenge, only the three on the outside uh, were, were involved in scoring or whatever. Okay, so the middle guys is making sure. The middle guy is literally safe. just yeah. keeping him in and voicing anything he needs to voice. Um, but Hickson said, you know, like, if you hold a grip longer than 10 seconds without showing any intent to go somewhere yeah. or, or, or attack – you're going to start losing points. Hmm. But the referee in the middle had nothing to do with it. Okay. So he wouldn't tell you. You didn't know. There was no hand signal or nothing. So in your mind, you're just like, oh, man, if, if I haven't done anything, these guys on the side, you know, they're taking points off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you got to go, you know. Um, and so you wouldn't even know. You had no idea what the score was. Interesting. And there were only four-minute rounds. It was two four-minute rounds. And there were subs all night long happening inside of four minutes because no one knew what the score was. No one knew if they were if they were negative or not. They just knew that they had to go. They had to finish. Yeah, they That's, had to go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I like that. Like I said, there was yeah. a lot of subs, um, and there were only four minute periods. Interesting. You know, it'd be kind of cool just like for a piece of content to make is like get some athletes together and just run really short scenarios like that just try it a round or two just, just put it out yeah. there because it's hard to start at your own tournament but maybe we could just simulate some of those rules mm. that'd be interesting i have a a really big mat space now 
Um, there it is. And, There's uh, the I seed. Have, well, this was one of my one of my ideas. You know, I want to I want to hold camps and do like events and things like that inside my school and definitely down the line. Eventually, I want to play around with with hosting some events. You know, like uh, little super fight shows. You know, so, something small. Yeah. Um, but I have a beautiful space for it, and uh, and you know, then it gives me a chance to to play with some different formats sure. and, and t- put my ideas into action. And uh, and see what the what the result is. You know, ultimately, it's always going to come down to the athlete. Like, uh, you know, of course, there's certain matchups where guys literally do kind of cancel each other out. But mm-hmm. but uh, the mindset of the athlete is, is always going to be number one. You know, who really is there? You know, to go forward and and try to achieve some sort of dominance. Um, but um, but I do think you know, aggressive stalling calls is going to help. Sure. In a lot of ways, yeah. you know, um, what is the intent? Always looking at the intent. If you're literally just trying to hold, you should be punished for it. Yeah, I like absolutely. it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so speaking of fight to win, coming up this Friday, we got Victor Hugo fighting on there in the main event. Victor uh, got his black belt a little over one year ago. He's he's come a long way. Yeah, I mean, we has. got him, I got him ranked pound for pound number one now because mm-hmm. I mean he went he tapped Felipe Andrew in back to back weeks, won the Kumite, fight to win champion, won mm-hmm. the, the heavyweight Kumite. He's been really active. Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, yeah, he's been killing it. What's Victor uh, looking like these days? Is is he coming along? Is because a lot of times guys early in their black belt career that they get better rapidly. It seems mm-hmm. like is 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 that what's going oh, on yeah. with him? Definitely, that's definitely happening to him. He's a he's a giant sponge yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, and man, just such a such a great kid, great mindset. Uh, you know, he's working so hard. Uh, he deserves all his success, and he's going to be something very, very special. He's like, you know, of course his his size. Uh, you know, he's even bigger than Bushesha. Yeah, it can't be um, understated that Victor's a big, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about trying to feed this guy for three weeks. <laughs> Probably not cheap, I imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but no, I love him. I love him. He's yeah. a big kid, but God, he can eat. Oh he my can God, eat I believe like it. no one I've ever seen. He probably likes coming um, out to the yeah. Midwest of Texas. He's like, man, the Porsche is here. More of my yeah, style. That's about right. No, and he still orders two entrees oh everywhere he goes. It's two I'm, entrees. I believe it. I believe it. That's <laughs> um, classic. But so he has that size of of like a Bouchesha, you know. Uh, and, and a little bit of like a throwback Bushesha. Bushesha early black belt was a lot more, you know, Very upside nimble. down, yeah, yeah. Uh, more nimble. And then he, as his wrestling progressed, he became more of just kind of like a top top player. Um, so he's kind of like that. But then he's got, you know, he's got uh, a little bit of the old school, you know, the influence from myself and Sensei Salo and Shanji. Um, you know, so the ability to mount, close guard. Uh, you know, and finish everywhere, um, along with Baron Bolo and leg locks. You know, he's got it all. Um, so it, it, it's so exciting to see his his progression and where where he's going to go. You know, um, I think he'll he'll he's I mean definitely going to surpass me, but um, I believe he has the potential to to surpass even the Hibeto brothers as far as all the accomplishments. Um, you know, he's going to be an absolute champion one day. I have no doubt. And um, uh, you know, right now we're just doing our best to, to uh, you know, get our licks in a little bit while we can. Yeah, uh, I would say. Um, I told him I said once I turn forty, I'm not training with you anymore, Victor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know, but but I enjoy it so much, and he he brings something like 
of course, his hunger, his energy uh, is motivating for, for Shanji and I, he's keeping us young. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he provides so many different elements of things I'm not used to. Like, I'm not used to being the smaller guy like that. I mean, he's taller, bigger, everything. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's, he's definitely sparking a lot of growth in our jiu-jitsu as well. Um, you know, I mean, just the way he can reach. Like, he's so long. He can reach different grips. He can do different things. He can elevate me like no one has ever done to me before. Um, and I'm just excited to, to see where he goes. And I think this has actually worked out. Pretty well for him. Mm. Um, you know, your first year black belt, I think Vic would have done very, very well and probably would have been on the podium for sure. Um, I don't think he was quite ready to win yet. Be Buchecha. Um, he would have to get through Buchecha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I don't think he was quite quite ready to, to win yet. But you take, you know, this year and you just develop. Mm-hmm. You stay active the way he is, more active than arguably anybody else. Um, get those wins, and you shorten that that little curve of inexperience, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully everything goes well next year and, and tournaments are back and there's the world, um, you know, so next year, uh, if that becomes his first Worlds, he's going to be an immediate threat for double gold. Uh, yeah. And I think he will get it. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, he beat Marigali, he's beat Felipe Andrews, he's beat some really good guys. Uh it's got to be uh, inspiring for you and Shanji too. It'd be like you guys have this guy that you can sort of mold and and, and work with and teach. But not only that, but he has a legit chance to be the next Buchecha, like mm-hmm. to to, t- to take over the the absolute division. Mm-hmm. It's got to be fun, right? It's going to be the VH era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like I said, uh, there's work to do. He's got a great test this Friday, but he's on his way, and uh, and he's just a great kid. I mean, he's so humble. He's the kind of he has the character of the champion that you want your kids to look up to. I mean, speaking of kids, the guy loves kids. Like, for no reason, the three weeks he was just with me, for no reason he'd be like, uh, I think I want to stay in and work with the kids today in the kids' class. Is that okay? That's I'm like, so cool. I'm like, Victor, of course, man, sure. I mean, he just, he loves to give back and just, you know, I mean, he, he's he's a genuine, genuine kid. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's got a good test this Friday. Max is big. Mm-hmm. Max is good. Uh, Max might even be bigger than him. And yeah, Max uh, Jimenez is a big guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think, uh, like I said, it's going to be a good test. But um, no one can move like Victor in that division. Yeah. And, uh, and there's just too many weapons. Too many weapons. You know, bottom, top, flying, <laughs> whatever yeah. you want. He has he has a lot of weapons. And, um, yeah, of course I'm, I'm picking him. Um, and then I think he'll be coming up to Oklahoma after that, and we'll start getting ready for the next one. Yeah, I think that's like sort of his secret weapon there is how good his guard. He's got a guard like a little guy, and he he's can invert, two, so yeah, he's 260 crazy. pounds, yeah. and it's like, dude, he'll literally. I'm like, where'd you go? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a division where there there are guys who legit get on the podium at major tournaments who they're sort of clueless on their back. Like there's guys mm-hmm. who are like they have to be on top. Victor mm-hmm. can go top or bottom. So that's mm-hmm. a bit that, that just like Buchecha. Yeah. You see Buchecha the same way. Right. Buchecha can play play guard against these big guys and sweep them. Gets on top and then he kills them. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's something that we would definitely have to work. How about Janji? It's got to be good for you you now. What are you like a 3-hour drive from him now? Oh no. I'm in Oklahoma City. So that's like 6, oh, 5 okay. and a half, it's 6. It's still closer to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. Like that was I mean, I've I've so many times during this past week have I just we've been in the car together or we're we're hanging out in his apartment or whatever and I'm just like dude I can't believe this is your home yeah like, we're like 
I'm right here with you, you know, and it's it's easy, you know. Um, like I think his house and my house is, is five and a half hours. It's great. Uh, nonstop. Um, yeah, I'm so happy for him, excited for this new chapter. Uh, you know, we had a great month together last month, and it, we've both been through so much, uh, you know, in our lives, individually, personally. And I just think it's it's beautiful how the timing has all worked out for, you know, like the whole transition out of MMA that was so un, unexpected, but it happened, and but it put me here now, and Shanji coming back to jiu-jitsu, recovering from his surgery, uh, moving here, it put him here now. Uh, Victor, first year black belt coming up, like, um, it's 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 a special thing and uh you know i'm i'm just so grateful that that we can spend this time together um and kind of make one more run one more little last dance uh, i think over these next couple of years we're, we're definitely thinking about adcc next year um it'll be so much fun having the three of us there um and maybe we'll get someone that can win the trials as well um but uh yeah I mean, it's amazing. I already loved Austin for so many reasons. I have I have good friends here, um, on it's here, you know, and I've been working with them for a long time. Um, they they show me so much love and support. Uh, and of course, you guys are here. Uh, there's a lot of great food here. I think I mentioned that earlier. Can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah can't go wrong. And and now I got my brother Shanji here. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to be connected all the time. We're definitely probably going to stick with the major camps in Oklahoma just because I have a really great setup there and a lot of good guys to train with um, but we'll be we'll be crossing each other's paths you know here uh, there and then and then probably a lot in Dallas as well meeting in the middle yeah I mean when IBJJF starts get get going the local Texas tournaments I'm sure you guys are going to both be having people bounced around all those things yeah yeah and the, the goal is definitely to try to put together the the best team in the south eventually you know it takes some time but um, yeah that's the plan Awesome. Uh, so, BJ Stars coming this weekend. I know you already did a, a thing with Reed, but uh, man, this is pretty exciting, right? You got a lot of good gi matchup on this thing, dude. It's a stack card. Yeah, like, there's about four or five matches mm-hmm. that are all main event material. Yep. Um, Just to run these off for people at home that might not know about them, we got Joel Gabriel Hosha versus Kainan Duarte in the main event. Leandro Lowe is taking on Lucas Hulk Barbosa, co-main. Then there's Patrick Gaudio versus Herberth. Uh, Claudio Calasanz is facing Izaki Bahayens. We have Bianca Basilio versus Anna Rodriguez. And that's just the top five. There's a whole yeah. bunch more. It's a sick, sick card. And for our viewers in Canada, North um, America, and Mexico, you can watch that on Flow Grappling. So it's going to be a good Saturday. I like Gaudio Herberth. Me too, man. I mean, hopefully, I too. Ho- hopefully Herberth... Uh, doesn't quit or anything. He does that sometimes. If Herbert brings it, he's been uh, training with Leandro. I think it could be a game Leandro, changer. Dude, yeah, yeah. Leandro, that might be. Leandro might Everyone be. Everyone trains with with Leandro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they can, right? I mean, he. You must feel so ready if you're surviving with Leandro week after week. Like, all right. Yeah, Sibuchach has been going there sometimes. Yep. So yeah, maybe maybe we're gonna see a motivated Herbert, who when he was motivated when he was on Team Lloyd Irvin and Atos, and uh, I mean he was unstoppable basically back then mm-hmm. back when he mounted uh adolfo he mounted Bernardo Galvao Faria. One time. Uh, not, yeah. i said adolfo bernardo free mounted bernardo yeah, free yeah. beat Galvao, beat pregisa beat homilo beat a bunch of guys so yeah mm-hmm. maybe we'll see a reborn herbus sort of and mm-hmm. i mean gaudio is going to bring it that's probably gonna be a scrap yeah. right there herbus yeah. submitted gaudio i think in 2016 as well at the rio open or, or something like that mm-hmm. it was a smaller tournament but still got to get that one back if you're gaudio so he's mm-hmm. fired up bianca basilio and i A-Rod. think i think gaudio will be able to pull it out. I, th- I just think 
you know, if it's tough on Gaugio, he's going to stay tough. Mm -hmm. If it gets tough on Herberth, we'll see what happens. It's, that's just such a question mark. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think it's going to be. I mean, they they got some similarities um, as well. They both have good good judo, like good stand up, and then they both have good knee bars. Um, it'll be good. They both have underrated guards too. People think I'm a big bruiser type, of yeah. guy, especially Patrick. Patrick yeah. got a really good guard. Yeah, he can spin well. Yeah. He can move well. Uh, the uh, you got to be interested in it a little bit too, because there's a few guys sort of around your weight. Obviously, Hulk, you just yeah. fought Leand Leandro Lowe. Mm -hmm. Kynan won Wet Worlds at heavyweight. So I mean, Gaugio's usually around heavyweight. So once the borders open back up, these might be future opponents for you, right there. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely love to tangle with a couple of those, especially Lowe. Um, yeah, that would that'd be, be cool. That'd yeah, be, super cool. That'd be an honor. Um, you know, he's he's so awesome. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, like you start thinking about wanting to go against all the greats mm -hmm. at some point in time and, and that's one that I missed um, so that would be cool Lowe's got a little solo in him gets bored with one division and moves up <laughs> he just bounces around right <laughs> yeah it's, it's a super fun card I, I'm really looking forward to it. I was bummed when Felipe Pena had to pull out versus Klein and Duarte mm -hmm. but Joel Gabriel Hosh is about as exciting as a replacement as you can mm -hmm. get Absolutely. And, and they uh, have an interesting history because they went one and one that's in the right. same tournament yeah uh, Kainan got the guillotine but uh, Joao, I believe, passed his guard and ran up a pretty good uh, point margin um, on the one that he won, right? I, th I think you're correct. Yeah, he definitely I won. So. I remember him passing the guard. I also remember him being in a bit of trouble, too. I think maybe the guillotine might have been in play, but he got out of it on that second mm -hmm. time. But, mm -hmm. yeah, Kynan is amazing, but we haven't seen him in action in a very long time. That was mm -hmm. about that was the Moscow Grand Slam, which is a couple weeks after Worlds. That it was, was right, af right was after Kynan got his black belt. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that was, like, his first black belt tournament. So it'll mm -hmm. be interesting to see. I mean, he's had, like, 80 black belt matches since then. It'll be interesting to see how he's adjusted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, that Serginho's on the undercard. Sergio Moraes. Yes. Is uh, Luis Marquez, my teammate from Evolution Thai. Okay. Um, he'll he'll bring it. And then I thought that uh, Charles de Bronx. Yeah, Charles Oliveira. That must be a nogi match, right? Uh, Maybe. It seems like it would be. Yeah, if it isn't, that'd be super cool. Uh, but they, I would I, assume he would yeah. be. Last BJ yeah. stars, they mixed in a couple nogi matches. Yeah. Got it. One uh, of the. I think it'll be cool to see him doing straight, straight grappling because. His MMA jiu-jitsu mm. is, is beautiful. The Darfs King, right? That's that's something he's so good at. Versus Gabriel Rolla, who's another great athlete there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we also have Mayrim. And if you guys haven't watched any of Mayrim's matches, yeah. he's an absolute he's, killer. Yeah, I wasn't belt. familiar with him. He's a new black belt. He's, yeah. uh, he's, is he smaller? Smaller, but light featherweight. Okay. And the, the color belt, he's like one of the most exciting people I've ever, ever seen. He, like, he finishes just, people. He you know, he, wild on people. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely just murders people. Yeah. It's nice. not he's, fair he's sometimes. He's from Gigo. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, actually, I think these guys do they have a uh, history there? Kleber uh, and Mayrim have they fought no, before? Clayburn, no, Kleber's been a black belt for a while. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Well, anyways, that's this uh, Saturday. That's gonna be super fun. The replay will be available as well on Flow Grappling, and uh, we should also mention that Keenan Cornelius is making his fight to a debut on Friday yeah. versus uh, Mateus Luna. So not Matthias, oh, Mateus. Yes. That's right. He's the co-main. He's yep. the co-main. Mm. Uh, he's done. Who's number one? But, so it's a very similar format there, the sub only format. But um, no, who's number one when he did it was IBJJF. Was it IBJJF? He, he lost to Victor Hugh, or to Roberto and IBJJF. Twenty twenty is just a yeah. blur, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it feels like another lifetime. That was just so it is his fight to win debut. Yeah. Then the first time he's ever kind of done that that format. And I will say for someone that does play a very calculated lapel based game, Keenan's always trying to finish people yeah. too. He's really no, fun he, to watch. He takes it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the Luna brothers are also super aggressive. They're really, really fun to watch. Yeah, that's what I wish the the young guys. Now you bring up the young guys who try to sort of 
do the lapel stuff, I watch him. I'm like, man, Keenan doesn't do it like this. He doesn't just grab the lapel and just hold somebody. He grabs the lapel and he's like, he's going for the back. He's going for an mm-hmm. arm lock. He's mounting people. He's, yeah, he's getting after. So that'll be an exciting one. Him and Victor on the same car. That's a pretty crazy fight to win. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then uh, we should also, before we get out of here, mention that who's number one? The event is coming back. Gordon Ryan is headlining again versus Ronaldo Jr. It's yeah. a crazy matchup, but I'm super excited because Ronaldo is going to bring it. That dude does not stop moving. Hyper aggressive. And uh, it seems a little bit pissed off coming into this match. He's got a little bit of a heat. Make it a little more exciting, I yeah, think. Yeah, perhaps Ronaldo for stepping up and taking it. A lot of big names turned it down. Uh, Ronaldo wants to do it. Uh, he stepped up. I mean, it's a, it's a win-win for him. If he, sh- if, he, if he even shows up and looks good, it's going gonna, it's gonna to elevate his name a lot in the sport. 100%. Absolutely. But uh, who else have we announced? we got another big fight we haven't announced yet, but today we announced Dante versus Gary, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, That's Gary Tonin is always great to watch. So is Dante Leon, and uh, those guys have a Gary, little bit of history, right? Yeah, so. Gary tapped him at ADCC, but, I mean, Dante's done a lot since then. He tapped Izaki. He won Nogi Worlds. Uh, he beat Hinato Canuto. I feel Dante has been progressing pretty rapidly, mm-hmm. getting a lot better, and I think, I think he'll have a better showing this time around. So yeah, stay tuned for that. That goes down uh, July 31st, so we'll be ramping up the coverage and previews and whatnot starting next week really heavily. Uh, Mr. Lovato, thanks for coming in. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Um, well, I would just say that I, I kind of posted about it here and there and mentioned it here and there as well, um, but I have a, a Facebook group. I created like a Timeless Jiu-Jitsu Facebook group, um, and uh, I just shared a video in there today from my seminar on Saturday I did while I was here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm sharing videos, like different content. Um, I've uh, posted a lot of my live classes in there and, uh, you know, talk about more of what I was mentioning earlier of the, you know, what Thomas Jutsu means to me and, and, um, you know, just trying to spark a little bit of a movement there, inspire some people. So, um, would love to have anyone that likes to join or would, that would like to join love to have them in there if they, I can go join right after this yeah if they want to anyone that wants to learn from me I'd uh, be happy to have you and got a lot of good footage with uh, myself Shanji and Victor these last few weeks um, that I'll be sharing in there so uh, you just put like Lovato Thomas Jiu Jitsu you can find it pretty easily awesome yeah, definitely yeah. recommended and we should say a big thank you by the way for sharing some of your library I've seen the Ambalaya's breakdown uh, Andre Galvao match recently was on there from his yeah. purple belt days I believe yeah and uh, yeah, you got a great archive, and it's really cool to see you yeah. putting it out there. I was the in world. Brazil back in the day with my camera, <laughs> just trying to That's capture. That's gold, as much my as I friend. Could. That's gold, absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Who's Number One. Like I said, thank you again, Rafael, for coming in and joining us today. It felt my great pleasure. to have a in-studio guest and not just be staring at the yeah. TV screen here. <laughs> I was thrown off for a little bit. I'm so used to looking this way and talking to the guests. With headphones, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Had to get used yeah. to it. So, yeah. And we'll see you guys uh, on the next episode of Who's Number One very soon. And watch those events coming up. There's a lot. Take care. See you guys next time. Boom.